Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Six Questions with a CMO, brought to you by Brandwatch. My name is Martin Kelly. In this edition, we're joined by Daniel McDermott, CMO with Mimecast for the APAC region. We're extremely lucky to be joined by Dan this week, as Dan has been named in the top 50 CMOs in Australia for the last two years concurrently. Dan has over 20 years worth of marketing experience and is a right good bloke and also my old boss. So, welcome to the edition. Thanks, Marty. It's a real honour to be here. Appreciate the opportunity and, uh, yeah, looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, look, um, let's get into it then. So, we've got six questions to get through. So, Dan, quick intro and bio. I've given you a really quick intro. Could you just, how did you get here? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so, look, I've been in the uh, the B two B marketing game in, in technology for oh, gee, must be twenty five plus years now. Um, so, started out uh, really doing a, a, a degree in business, uh, sort of stumbling my way into a graduate uh, program with a company called Ericsson, um, who were huge at the time, a thousand employees in Australia, um, had an awesome graduate program, um, spent four and a half years doing incredible work there. Um, but never really had the role of, of a marketing in all of that. And after that period of time, thought, what, do, what, what is this that I'm trying to do here and where's the career going? So uh, decided that it should probably get a role with marketing in the title and actually start to double down and focus on that. Um, and then have spent sort of the last 20 years sort of doing that. So uh, uh, in different technology companies from uh, from startups to local providers um, to to global international sort of software companies. Um, and as you said, last four years uh, here at Mimecast and, and loving it. Cool. Can I just a quick question? Where do you get your information from? Because that's what I'm always interested with these discussions. What blogs do you listen to? What podcasts do you listen to? Uh, yeah, look, um, I think there's always learning to be done. Um, I am on the lookout for uh, things that sometimes are, are new and different and that sort of thing, so where they might come from. Um, so I don't necessarily have a, a lot of set ones, if you like, of, of what would be a go-to, um, but certainly uh, you know, have, I guess, core learnings that you sort of do. And then as new things come up, I really try to dive into those topics and understand those um, because there's always something new and exciting happening. And particularly in the MarTech space, um, always, always something new to learn. Beautiful. Um, then also then, let's go to the second question. What's your biggest market success and what did you learn from it? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a great question, Marty, and it's really interesting from a B2B marketing perspective. Um, as you know, you know, we don't have necessarily the big budgets and, and the glamorous sort of big campaigns that we can hang our hat on um, and really sort of look back and say, yeah, gee, that TV ad just smashed it, right? Or, you know, it, it won an award at Cannes and it did this and it did that. Um, unfortunately, uh, we don't have those opportunities uh, very often. Um, what we do have, though, I think, is the opportunity to have lots of small wins. And the way that I look at success is often by looking at those best practices, what's that foundation, but how do you challenge the status quo? How do you start to do things differently, push your agenda forward, understand your market and your region that you're supporting to really do things differently? Um, and a couple of examples that I think resonate uh, many moons ago, and it was just sort of running an, an event that we used to run um, called CA Expo. So CA Technologies was the company. Um, and the promotion around that and what we did 
was really looking at how do we increase our audience and our engagement significantly. And we took a a fairly controversial sort of approach at the time. Um, You probably remember the New Zealand movie Once We're Warriors. Um, And it was pretty dramatic, right, and and very impactful and and something that, you know, if you've seen seen the movie, certainly sticks with you. Um, We actually utilised that theme um, around that what our the IT professionals that we were dealing with mainly face is worries. They're stressed out all the time. They have lots of things that keep them up at night. Um, and so we wanted to take the stress away. And so we looked at once we're warriors, but we used the warriors uh, sort of graphics and theme and that and brought that to life. As you can imagine, working for a global US-based company, um, they took a little bit of uh, convincing that that was going to be the right thing. Um, and really, we were told not to do it and not to, you know, that's not right and that's not in line. And so we did it anyway. Um, and what, you know, what we found was, was that huge cut through, amazing engagement. And it actually was one of the things that did get a, an award at the time. We were recognized um, by the Australian Marketing Institute um, of one of the top five um campaigns in the country that year and again as you can imagine small little b2b small budget you know doing something different creating that cut through um, and we were standing up sort of you know on the final stage against you know very big brands and very big ads and for the best communication program of the year Um, so really to me the success isn't the campaign, right? Like it's nice to reflect back on and remember remember those days um, when you could go to an awards evening and actually do go in person. Um, but really, the success is about that ability to challenge the status quo, um, take your learnings and apply them to the business that you're in, and make sure that they work the best possible for the market that you represent. Brilliant story, and see when you say about keep, think what keeps you up at night. That campaign would have kept me up at night, and more power to you for for taking it ahead. Because I, I, I think it's a brilliant campaign, but that would have really worried me. And as I said, more power to you for for driving through with that. If we've had the biggest success, what's your biggest failure? Yeah, it's a it's a great uh, sort of flip side of the same coin in many ways, right? And and again, I think um, you know look probably fortunately in touch wood you know maybe not having you know the big budgets and that type of thing you may not have the the massive highs you probably don't have the massive lows either um but where i look at this is is very much again in that notion of you know i fail probably fail every day um fail at least every week um and uh and take that as an as accepting that as an opportunity to learn and Look, that's easier said than done, right? And I think that's the thing is, is that we, we try to be successful and always do the best and that. But really the thing is is that the learnings come from when things don't go right or you haven't necessarily pitched it correctly. Um, and again, it's a lot of micro learnings along the way um, that I think you need to sort of take into account. And it can be anything. And you've, I think of an analogy of like a stand-up comedian that you know you might do your prep and you you think you've got this gag down and you deliver it and you get nothing back it's just silence um, and it can be like that so you might have done your prep and think you're right and think you've got it but maybe you misread the audience or maybe you know it just just didn't get that connection and that cut through maybe you didn't deliver it well 
all of those things are possibilities. So it is all about how do you test those? How do you learn from that? And how do you ensure that you get the feedback from the market and the users to tell you whether it's right? You might have thought it was the funniest gag you've ever written. But if it bombs, it bombs. And that's that's on you because you haven't actually been able to test it with the audience. Um, and that leads, I think, to the notion of, you know, simple sort of A-B testing and that. And again, as I say this, I know I don't do it all the time. Like, I know I should. I know it's best practice. Um, but we're all busy, you know, and you're so busy getting to the point of just getting one thing up and getting one idea through and trying to get to that point that to iterate and improve and do something else and test you often run out of time you run out of energy you run out of brain space to do it and what i say is just take things back to being as simple as you can find the one or two things that you really want to really want to test and really want to get an understanding of what's going to engage best with the audience um, and you'll be amazed you'll learn all the time um, you'll have those moments where you thought one was the winner and then the marketplace tells you differently um, and that's a great learning for next time as well. So, you know, like I say, it's not easy to do and I'm not trying to tell anybody that, you know, just do A-B testing and that will take care of everything, knowing that you're under the pump, you're under time pressure, all of those things. Um, but if you have the opportunity to do it and you build it in, and it's one of those things that the more you do, the easier it gets. You actually get into practice of it. You get used to doing that and therefore it doesn't feel like and become such a burden either so um like and accept that failure if you like in inverted commas um you know is part of it there is no one answer in marketing nobody knows the answer if we did like we'd be on an island somewhere uh, cruising by now right but there isn't one answer so always iterate always improve and take those opportunities to fail and learn along the way couldn't agree more. As somebody who's just recently started um, in this role, I've got a database and I have no idea how it's going to respond. I don't know whether they need an email three hours before an event or three weeks before the event. And what was really good was having that discussion at the start of going, I need to learn how the database reacts. So an email will go out, you know, we'll do the A-B testing, but we may actually do it over a, a six-month period and some invites will go out. And you're right, it's, it's trying to keep as many, not having so many variables that something's going to work but you don't know. But there is also that, okay, a couple of invites will go out a week beforehand, a couple of invites will go out a month beforehand. Let's see how it reacts. And once you get into the flow, and then you can start testing. So totally I, I agree with that, Dan. Um, next question then, what advice would you give to a 21-year-old marketer starting out? Yeah, um, as I mentioned, I guess in my background, you know, I spent sort of the first four or five years um, doing roles and interesting work, but didn't really know what it was all about. Um, so my advice a little bit is, is, is to discover your passion um, and whatever that might be, if it's digital, whether it's UX. Um, for me, it was B2B marketing. I didn't know what it was at the time. It didn't, it didn't have a, ter a, I guess, a, a terminology around it, but Learn, knowing that that's what I wanted to do and knowing that that was that in a high growth environment um, in a technology sector um, and then really doubling down on that. So for me, it was, you know, some of those foundational learnings are things like, you know, Jeffrey Moore's crossing the chasm, right, is still 
you know, it's a bit old these days and, and that, but like it was transformational in the way you think about uh, growth in technology and how you launch new products and businesses and, and how you can do that within any organisation. Um, uh, you know, from a local perspective, um, Hugh McFarlane's The Leaky Funnel, um, how you manage a funnel and sa- and that sales and marketing alignment, uh, again, foundational element to me um, of, how, of how you do that. So my advice is is find your passion, um, learn deeply about it, um, but learn to apply that because don't just take, you know, the templates and roll it out in your business and think that you're done. Understand how your business will react to that. How does your business make money? Where's your target audience at? Um, you know, do have you got a high, you know, price point or a low? Are you a volume play? What's the role of channel? There are so many then variables of your organization. But if you can take that great theory and, and baseline and then apply that to the organization that you're in, um, I think then you're a, a long way ahead. And then as I said before, continue to learn. Um, you know, like my passion hasn't gone away from the perspective of there's always new things. Um, in the recent couple of years, you know, we've doubled down on an account-based marketing approach or ABM. Um, you know, I hate fad terms, right? And sometimes I can be a bit of a laggard and it takes time, but like, like, the approach, I was like, this is nothing new. It's not all that, you know, what, what's in it? And then you realize the MarTech that's come along in the recent times that enable you to do this in a different way and you can apply that to, to the business you're in. And all of a sudden, again, it's a new area. It's exciting um, and are able to really take those learnings and that theory and make it real for us. And I think that that's, that's what I would look at as any sort of you know young marketer starting out, pick your passion area, become the expert, become world-class in it, um, and but don't be stubborn about it. Be flexible, take the learnings, apply it to your organization and uh, and you'll have great fun, you'll have great success and I think you'll achieve the things you want in your career. Mate, could not agree more um, with just about everything you said there and this is a wonderful segment into the next question. What do you think is going to be the biggest thing in the next 12 months in marketing? Look, it's, um, it's probably reasonably obvious at the moment but I think you know, we've just spent two years in this COVID world and in a pandemic, and and as you know, you know we had to, you know, pivot as the as the word is, but we had to change pretty quickly and adjust our marketing mix, you know, away from in person, and particularly in B two B, there is a strong in person element. It's always been there. Um, it is a core part of what the role has always done. Um, and how did we need to move that to an online environment when you couldn't meet face-to-face and you couldn't get people together and you couldn't rely on that trade show to deliver those leads? So we had to still deliver the outcomes for the business and, and obviously move to a much more digital-first online presence. Um, I think we're in a really interesting spot right now as to what can we? what's the mix going to look like of moving back to in-person? Um, how far do you go? How quickly? It's going to vary by regions, you know, even states within Australia, but certainly across APAC. Um, countries are different at different stages, different mindset around what's acceptable um, in terms of that. And so therefore, how do we sort of balance that? But also, how do we not throw away the learnings from the last two years? Like, I think a lot of us have 
done well. We've we've continued to grow. We've generated the leads the business needs. We've put we've positioned the business for success going forward. Um, let's not forget those things and and throw them out um, and just you know and sort of revert back. I think it is finding that balance. Um, I don't think there will be an exact answer again. I think it will be sort of try some things, find the balance, move forward. But we're going to have to adjust and modify our budgets as we go to to achieve, I think, this new sort of hybrid way of marketing, if you like. Totally agree. Um, I know I've been in the last even couple of weeks trying to do some some live events. Some have really quickly pivoted back into virtual events and some have... Some have then been thrived. So I went to a lunch yesterday and it was absolutely sensational. And the comments around the table were purely, it's really good to get together. Yeah. But I agree. Let's not throw out the learnings from the last two years. We've been we've been able to come up with some really cool things and do them really, really well. That's all learning that we can use. Perfect. Last last question. Tell us something we don't know about you, Dan. Yeah, well, I guess something outside of work and certainly something you probably know, Marty, but uh, the listeners probably don't is that I'm definitely a, a diehard Richmond Tigers fan in, in the AFL. And a few years back in 2017, uh, we were lucky enough to, to break our premiership drought of 37 years. So it'd been a while. Um, I was a wee tacker when we uh, won the last one before that. Um, and so it was pretty exciting and, uh, and you know, a big thing for, for me and the family and that. So I thought to, to commemorate that, I need some memorabilia. What would be, and what would be good to get and something that's uh, a little different as well. So I bought the uh, the memorabilia of um, Puma shoes. So they're black and yellow uh, with a premiership cup on it and the laces have the names of all the players that played on the day. Um, so uh, they're uncomfortable as anything um, to actually wear. But anyway, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's another problem. But, uh, but they're fantastic and I pull them out every now and again with pride, um, as sad as it is. No, I love it. Absolutely love it. And I must admit, I thought you were going to talk about a tattoo there that I didn't know about. <laughs> Listen, Dan, thank you so much for, for giving us an insight here. I, I think everybody's got a lot out of today. And um, thanks for your time. Marty, it was a pleasure. Speak soon. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Six Questions with a CMO brought to you by Brandwatch. If you'd like to access other episodes of the podcast or gain insights into your brand, go to brandwatch.com slash CMO dash podcast. Thank you.